You're listening to The Big Show with Russick and Rose on the official home of your Calgary Flames, Sportsnet 960 The Fan. Hour number three, it's The Big Show, Russick and Rose, Sportsnet 960, live from Doug Lacey's Basement Systems downtown studio. At the bottom of the hour, Flames radio color analyst for Sportsnet 960, Peter Labardius will join us. We'll also get some life lessons with Lou. We'll do that. But right now, joining us on the line, senior NHL writer for ESPN, the Atlas Pizza and Sports Bar guest hotline. We say good morning to Greg Wyshynski. Wish, how are you? Doing well. Uh, recovering from uh, that month-long trade deadline, or so it seemed. <laughs> so, um, uh, you know, I like, I, I like it when we're self-contained to one afternoon. I don't like this whole thing where i got to worry about trades for, like, a month beforehand. Yeah, but at least at least that that week and a half was really electric. Can I can I just can I go on a little tangent here before we dive into the trade deadline talk? Well, I mean, I'm it's me, so of yeah, course. of course. So you know how Whitney Houston's saying, "I believe the children are our future." Yes. So our technical director uh, and our producer Alex Brody, you spoke to GVP, our technical director Garrett, uh, before he jumped on the line. They're both in their around mid-20s, early to mid-20s. They both had no idea who Yoko Ono was or John Lennon huh. and could not oh. name uh, anybody on the Beatles or really heard of the Beatles. Wow. That is, uh, that's stunning. Did yeah. Because that? <laughs> yeah. that's, that's, that's sort of like... Like not knowing who Gandhi is, you know, it's, oh like, it's, like, it's like it's like it's yeah. it's like historic figures, yeah, that should resonate through the generations, right? If only because they've they've been in pop culture. I mean, you know, we just had we had movies like Across the Universe and Yesterday, and mm-hmm. you know, we've I, I know Paul Paul McCartney cut a song with Kanye. I mean, like yeah, and Rihanna, yeah, like they've they've been. Yeah. Right. So, I mean, even that should give you an entry point to the Beatles. That's a little stunning. Yep, go on away. I can see maybe right. being understandable. But but John Lennon or any of the Beatles is kind of makes yeah. me want to jump into a volcano and end it. Yeah. For yeah. Me. It was stunning. And a lot of people are believing us on the on the text line saying, no, this can't be. I have friends texting me. This can't be possible. <laughs> no, it's possible. They had no idea who the Beatles were, but Whitney Houston did say, I believe the children are a future real quick here too. <laughs> I just had this conversation with my co-host Maddie uh, off air. Who do you think the most famous person alive is right now? Wow. Are we, are we including like presidents? Oh, show? of course. Cause I think it's Donald yeah. Trump. He's the most famous person in the world right now. I think that's possible. Um, I'm trying to think anybody on the entertainment front. Well, I mean like, would would Taylor Swift be up there insofar as like ubiquitous or Beyonce mm-hmm. it'd be up there yeah. as far as ubiquitous? Like the Queen is no um, longer with us. I think the Queen would have been at the top of the list too. Yeah, I would say that to even out the equation, probably Obama would be on that list too. Yeah. Just because of yeah, I would eight say years so. of running the country and being who he was. I don't know. It's that's a good question. Uh I think it also speaks to how fractured our popular culture has become that I can't really give you the definitive mm. every quadrant answer. Tom Cruise might be up there too. Now yep. I think about it. Yeah. He's really that's, famous. That's probably up there too. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Top Gun uh, Maverick bump. Ronaldo is really famous around the world. Most Instagram followers. Yeah, Messi. Yeah. yeah. Messi. Those dudes Messi, are super you know, famous. Yeah, LeBron. Sure. Tiger Woods is really famous. Hmm. Like it's just, the list goes on yeah. and on. 
Um, okay, so trade deadline yeah. talk after going down this rabbit hole and me being disappointed with the other guys on the other side of the glass. Um, <laughs> um, Wish, what what was your what was your favorite trade of the deadline? I'm not going to do the winners or losers. <laughs> what was your favorite trade of the deadline? My, I mean, it's funny. It's one that's already paying dividends, which is I liked Shane Gossis Bear getting uh, uh, rescued from the Arizona Coyotes at the campus of ASU and being put on the Carolina Hurricanes. Because, like, it's such, it's such a great landing spot for a player like him. The, the structure defensively is going to help out the flaws in his game. And his offense is going to transfer perfectly to what they do. And already he's gotten like two goals, a helper. He's been, he's been great for them. Um, I would probably also put the Timo Meyer trade up there just because of how incredibly complicated it all turned out to be. Oh, we lost him. Mm. Felt just like w- that was coming. There's just little, when he was going to fill us in, a couple of on moments the Timo there, Meyer deal on that hot Timo Meyer goss. Like, do you again? You were joking that you were hoping that the Oilers would get the ghost Shane Goss's bear. Yeah, I was. but Wish is saying, "Hey, he liked the move." Here's the thing: in Carolina, I love it. It's a very stout team, and you need insulated. to add a little bit of offense. And do you know what their problem was in the playoffs last year? Scoring goals. Power play was abysmal. Mm-hmm. That guy helps on the power play. That you cannot deny. Does he have a little bit of difficulty checking top players in his own end? Mm-hmm. Yes, without a doubt. But if he's playing down the roster, I think you can find a safe spot for him, without a doubt. Senior he's NHL writer for ESPN, uh, Greg Wyshynski, back in the line. Uh, you, you just, for some reason, dropped right when you were talking about the Timo Meyer deal. Could have been somebody from San Jose yeah, who's still upset. So, I liked it because it was so complicated because there were so many people that were moving in that trade. And I also liked it because it, it, it helps the Devils in almost every conceivable way uh, in what they need insofar as like checking the boxes for physicality, for goal scoring on the wing. I think it, it gives them a player that like has been through the postseason wars too. I mean, I, I covered the Sharks during those years and they were playing the Golden Knights and those blood rivalry feuds. And I think he'll be well primed for a Devils Rangers first round series. And the fact that they were able to accomplish that and in, in the words of every GM, grind it out uh, on, a, on a deal without having to give up any of their A-level prospects, I thought was a, a nice bit of business. But that being said, there's also it's also an interesting trade because it's inherent risks. I mean, he's, he's only there this year. He's got a $10 million qualifying offer this summer. And then who knows after that? I mean, I, I, I grew up in New Jersey. I don't think it's going to be the easiest thing to convince a guy that lived in the Bay Area for his entire life to uh, – to come and and, mm. and move over to the to New Jersey, so that's going to be the challenge in front of them. Um, just sidebar on the Devils, real quick. I know that we live in this instant gratification society. We all want to see all these number one picks be immediate impact players. Lafreniere still trying to find his footing as a star in the NHL with the Rangers. But isn't Jack Hughes another shining example of just give these guys a little bit of time? and let them mature and grow and learn the game in the NHL, and then they'll become a superstar because people were calling Jack Hughes a bust heading into last season, and now he's right up there in the Hart Trophy conversation. Yeah, grow and, and, and grow is a big deal. Like I think that the knock on him when he got into the NHL was that he was, he was a kid. Like he, was, he was built like an 18-year-old, and, and he couldn't stay in the lineup. Um, because he would take a hit and then he would, he would get hurt. I've seen him, um, you know, withstand a lot of physicality this year 
and uh, and fight through it and play really well. Um, but also kind of like when you're when you're a first overall pick, chances are you're you're coming. Man, we dropped again with Wish. I hope he didn't get hit by that car that was honking oh, like in the background. I, yeah, that sounded like <laughs> definitely like he was in some sort of Central European city. There was a siren earlier. Yeah. There was a little beep, beep, like a little Fiat. All right, we're going to try one more a time. Little, a little... Uh, and, and if he drops, we've just got to tip our cap and say car. maybe not today was the day. I think his phone is still in shock over not knowing the Beatles. I think that's essentially what's going on with Wish's phone today. Those poor boys are not getting let off the hook, are they? Yeah. No. It's just... No, no, no. That's no. going to be something that's yeah. going to... Just like my playing balls comment is going to be forever on the show. Yeah. Well, we got all sorts of stuff. Yeah. Uh, Wish, sorry. I don't, we don't know what's going on. Uh, we'll try you know, it one more time. I don't know what's going on. Hey, sorry. I don't know what's going on. I was just saying that, like, you got to give the time, the team a little bit of time to get good, too. Um, how's the goaltending going to hold up in New Jersey, you think? <laughs> uh, that's a good question. So far, so good, I guess would be the answer. Uh, hmm. You know, Vanacek's a guy that has been pretty good. And, and I think that both him and Sam Sadoff have shown that their time in Washington might not necessarily uh, define them as goaltenders. I think, uh, you know, Sam Sadoff's been very good for the Leafs. And Vanacek, I think, has found his game, a uh, new, new level for his game in New Jersey. Uh, that's one of the questions about them in the playoffs, I think is what the goaltending will end up doing. And I think one of the other questions is, you know, the physicality of the postseason. Um, the Devils play a very specific kind of game in the regular season. They're very good at it as far as there's. All right. He's gone. That's it. Third time you're out. Uh, send him a text. Uh, Alex, apologize. We don't know why right. his phone keeps dropping. It's just, Hey, these things happen uh, during your on the air live. We wanted to hear what Wish had to say. I had a question and he's for super him smart. that what, I still want to float your way. Sure. Was the juice worth the squeeze with Patrick I Kane? I love that saying. Because early dividends would suggest no, but perhaps this is something like a fine wine that just needs a little time to ferment. Yeah, I think for me and Patrick Kane, and much like uh, we've been talking about Jonathan Huberto, and that was still a topic of conversation, still people believe that. It's taking them time to get acclimated to a new system and a new team in Calgary. But I think that like that's a big change for Patrick Kane. I know he showed time and he wanted to specifically play for the Rangers, being, you know, the biggest mark in the United States, the bright lights of Madison Square Garden. I get all of that. But it also takes time playing with new linemates. I know he played with Panarin and they made some magic together with the Chicago Blackhawks. Yep. But and, he wasn't paired with Panarin to start his yeah. tenure with the Hawks or with the Rangers. He's kind of moved around a little they, bit. They should be pairing him, get those two back together, work that magic that they had years ago in Chicago. But I think even for Patrick Kane, it's going to take a little bit of time for him to get used to his new surroundings. Because it's a big change. The guy, the only organization he knew, traded for from for the first time. And I know he's excited, and I think it'll still work out for the New York Rangers. And to me... That's a team that's very dangerous in the playoffs. You have one of the best goaltenders, if not the best goalie on the planet right now, which is Sturkin. But of course, he has to get it done in the Stanley Cup playoffs because Vasilevsky's a guy that we all know will come playoff time, really turns it up. You have a true number one defenseman, sorry, in Adam Fox. Like the lineup is deep. They've got long, rangy defensemen that know how to check, that are mean and nasty. Like yeah. when you look at Truba, Miller, Mikola, and I'm forgetting somebody who, and Lindgren, who plays yeah. with Fox. Like, that's four guys that are all big, yeah. mean, nasty. And then you've got Adam Fox, who's a power play quarterback. Braden Schneider, who, former Western League standout, um, is really coming into his own with the Rangers and has mm -hmm. been a more than serviceable, for, serviceable 
third pair defenseman for them. And he didn't have to give up any of that to get Patrick Kane in. You give up a second, a fourth, and a third. Second could turn into a first. But if you get to the Eastern Conference final, I think you're happy. And, and we all know that it's going to be an absolute dogfight in the East to represent it's, the Eastern Conference in the Stanley Cup final. I'm but having so much fun just watching the playoff like, race. Every weekend, there's moving and shaking. Just looking in that Metro division, I sure. know what the Hurricanes are, and, and I like how they played, and I like their speed, and Ajo continues to be an absolute stud for that team. And I like Brent Burns there. I like some of the veterans they brought in there. It seems to work. But again, I've watched that movie way too many times with Freddie Anderson. And that's why I asked Wish the question about the Devils goaltending. Mm -hmm. I don't know what that's going to be like. I know Shesterkin had that experience last year with that run with the Rangers. Like, that's a team that potentially could go super deep and maybe even win the Stanley Cup. Out of those three teams... I kind of lean the Rangers a little bit based on the defense, the goaltending. I know Slavin's one of the best in the NHL. I get all of that. But just based on the goaltending mm-hmm. and maybe this Patrick Kane, Tarasenko factor with the Rangers. I don't know, man. Like I would they, probably lead Carolina. Okay. But you're, like to me, the Rangers are just a little more complete. I like Because of the Shesterkin <sighs> factor. But then again, he hasn't been as good as he was last year. Right. Still been very good. But he's had way more playoff success already than Freddie Anderson. He's had to play way more than I think they would have liked this year. Sure. Freddie Anderson's been a little healthier. I, both rosters are good. The top end talent on the Rangers is better. The Mm. depth on the Hurricanes, in my opinion, would be better. Mm. When you look at, okay, they've got Natchez. They got Teravainen. They've got Ajo. But then they've got everybody else. They got Svechnikov. They got Jarvis. They've got Stahl. They just added Puyarvi for whatever that's worth. Like, they've got a lot of guys on that roster that can contribute and kind of have a three-point, four-point outing almost any given night. And the other thing about them is I think that they've got three goaltenders that they feel, hey, we could start this guy in a playoff game. We wouldn't be worried. Because Freddie Anderson, as much as, yes, he's seen his struggles, this is a little bit of a different situation for him. Mm. Um, so I'd be interested to see that. Antiranta hasn't had a great year, but I think he's another option for them at least. And the other guy that's a real wild card here is Pyotr Kachetkov, mm-hmm. who we saw for a little bit, was outstanding when they were going through goaltending injuries. Now he's back with the Chicago Wolves. He scored a goal over the weekend, and then he got in a fight when he was uh, playing against the Manitoba Moose because he sullied too hard after his goal. So the captain of the Moose jumped him. And he's another guy who last season with the Wolves was their starting goalie and led them to a Calder Cup. Um, so you've got three options in Carolina for the net. Is but, any of them as good as Shesterkin? No. No. The, the playoffs should be absolutely uh, incredible this year in the first round of the playoffs with all these matchups we're staring at. At this point, I'm ready for the postseason, that, but, given how the last week has gone in this town. But, like, please get scorching hot here and somehow, some way, find a way to the playoffs because it's looking bleaker every day. But I think it might turn into this city is just going to be rooting against the Oilers. That's essentially what we'll be doing here. Well, rooting against the Oilers and the Maple Leafs. That's essentially what we'll be doing, right? Right now, I am uh, fully jumping on the Buffalo Sabres bandwagon. Okay. That is my my group of choice if I had to pick one team. But it isn't the team the Oilers are playing? Um, It will be, but like I wouldn't fully jump on the bandwagon yet. That'd be more of a, you know, three hours a day fully invested. 
But it, but it's whereas also, the Sabers like have endeared themselves to me yeah. for the entire season. But it's also as because I know this province, this city loves hockey so much. It's also really hard to hate Connor McDavid, even though he plays for the Oilers, because he's such a special talent. And he's such a joy to watch. I almost get sad watching him rather than angry, you know? Like, rather than hate. And just like, shoot, like, how come he's there? Yeah. How come we That's don't? That's what I mean. How come we never get a guy like yeah. that? Yeah, and again, yeah, he plays for the Oilers and what he did last year to the Flames. And the they had to be just remarkable. an abysmal franchise for a decade plus to get to this point. To get point. that guy, yeah. Like, years of top five drafting. Years. But it paid off in the end. Yeah, I guess. But again, like I, it seems like he's really hard to hate because of what just an incredible joy he is to watch. I would also argue he's not overly easy to like. Okay, no personality. Fun is to watch. What it is? Don't get me wrong. Fun to watch. But yeah, because he's wearing that sweater. Hmm. 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 Man. And then if he's playing for Team Canada on a best on best, that be seemingly will never happen. He'd be all over McDavid like a dirty shirt. Mm, I would finally get to cheer for him. Yeah, like watching him and McKinnon play together. I don't think they'd play together. They want to play together. I don't think they'd be on a line together. Okay. I think it's too much. I think you'd put, I would do is put McDavid, Point, and McKinnon together and have like the fastest line in the history of hockey. Be, Although that line from way back when at the juniors in Alaska, when it was Fedorov, Bure, and McGillney, that was pretty good too back That's in the day. A, that would be fast. That Those was, men you mentioned yeah. were known to be burners. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty good in the day. All right. Uh, Peter Labardius is the voice of the Flames. And the, the voice of reason. He is the voice of reason. He's going to join us straight ahead. Uh, we'll talk to Lou. And uh, maybe we'll mix in a couple more text messages on Alex Brody and GVP having no idea who the Beatles are. Which, yeah. is, which is still a little jarring, to be honest with you. There's a lot of skepticism on the text line, <laughs> believing that that, acts, that absolutely can't be the case, but it was. Hey, can we, yeah, let's play the clip. Alex, can you grab the clip of me asking you uh, the Beatles question without looking it up? I want to play it for Lou. Oh, God. Okay. okay. We can do that. Yeah. Hey, listen, you got to own up some things here. Okay, I feel like I knew who the Beatles were, though, in my defense. Just I just know didn't know the lead know. singer. Yeah. That's where it was. <laughs> You didn't know anything about the Beatles. What are you talking about? I, I recommended Come Together coming into coming into the segment. Okay. Like, I know about true. the Beatles. I know of the Beatles. It's not like I've never heard of them before. You're backtracking now. Oh, God. You're trying to, you're trying to, you're trying to rewrite history right now. Listen, you're just... You're going back into Wikipedia page, because I got to speak your language. I've, uh... And you're trying to rewrite history right now. I've been down this road before. Take we it ha- on the chin and move on. Yeah, we have it on tape. The old tape, the old reel-to-reel we have rolling in the studio here. Grab the tape, we'll play it for Lou. We'll get his thoughts. <laughs> the Big Show, Russick and Rose, Sportsnet 960, The Fan. Your number one spot for Flames coverage can be found on Flames Talk with me, Pat Steinberg. Exclusive interviews, trusted insiders, and the latest news. Listen live weekday afternoons at 4 or stream the Flames Talk podcast on demand. The Big Show, Russick and Rose, Sportsnet 960, the fan live from Doug Lacey's Basement Systems downtown studio. It's a Flames game night. They're in Dallas tonight to play the Stars in what will be a must-win for the rest of the season. Um, One of our favorite guests of the week, we learn life lessons. 
is our favorite. He is the Flames color analyst for Sportsnet 960. Peter Labardius joins us. Lou, good morning. How are you? I am awesome. How are you guys today? We're good. Do you want to uh, do you want to be surprised first thing out of the gate here? Yes. I don't know how we got down this. Oh well, we had a caller call in earlier. We were giving away kiss tickets, and uh, he was an older gentleman, and he busted out a Yoko Ono reference. And I asked the Great. other guys on the side of the glass, um, who were in their early to mid twenties, who Yoko Ono yeah. was. They both had no idea. They had no idea who the Beatles were, Lou. And well, I'm not. I'm not surprised. So I'm going to play you the clip of me asking Alex Brody about the Beatles, and uh, I want to get your thoughts on it. Here it is from earlier in the oh. big show. She was the wife of uh, the late great John Lennon. You know who John Lennon is? Oh yeah. yeah yes. Yep, yep. Who's John Lennon? That singer dude, right? <laughs> what band was John Lennon in? Uh oh. You guys, you guys, the Beatles? don't Google. The Beatles? You Googled it. No, 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 no. No, that was actually a guess. I swear. That was a guess. I promise. That was a Google by my part. <laughs> yeah. And then I asked, uh, <laughs> then I asked Alex outside of Googling, name one member of the Beatles. He came up with McCartney, which was maybe something he Googled, but he says he didn't. I once yeah. again, yeah. Just to defend myself, I get the Beatles and Queen confused, so I didn't want to go and name somebody from the other band and then make an even bigger fool of myself. Okay, um, thank you, Alex. Uh, it just, as I said to Greg Wyshynski, Lou um, Whitney Houston did sing, "I believe the children are our future." Do you still believe that? Yes. You know what, George? <laughs> as hard as it is for me. Some days, yep. and it's hard. Yep. I do. Okay. I do. I like that. I like the positive spin. Um, Speaking of positive spins. Most of the time, yeah. I don't. Yeah. But for today's purposes. Yeah. I, I, I do. You know what? Honestly, it's going to tie in a little bit later. So it's crazy how, how mm. this began. We'll get wrapped in a bow. Yeah. Okay, because we'll do Life Lessons okay. with Lou to wrap up the interview. Um, sticking on the positive train, Lou, because it's Monday. It's a little chilly out. The snow was falling this morning. Can you give me one, one positive from that game on Saturday night? I can. Oh, okay. The, pl- the play of Jacob Markstrom. Okay. Mm-hmm. For a second straight game, I think, was their best player in the game. So that would be my one positive, and I don't think I can get to two. How shell-shocked is this team finally realizing where they actually are in the race for the playoffs? Very much so. Very much so. And, you know, things, things really have a tendency to add up when each and every day you're looking for something to kind of hold on to glean on to and listen um you know i watch the scoreboard i think everybody watches the scoreboard in hopes that you know there's going to be a little bit more of just that hope but you know it's it's not today's life lesson necessarily but maybe it should be in in regards to what we're talking about now 
is most of the time, if you are waiting for somebody else, and I'm not saying they are, I don't think they are in the least, but everything that gets better generally starts with taking care of your own business first. And so it's not about anybody else, George, in the last 19 games, except them, because that's, they have to probably win 13 or 14 hockey games to even put themselves in a position to play games in April that matter. So that's all you can do. It, 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 it really is. And it's unbelievably difficult. I would say most people, including everybody involved with the team, just cannot believe that they're in the position that they're in. And that's a hard place to be. It all kind of came to a head in this last game. Uh, of course, you know, late in the game, fans voicing their displeasure. And you would have heard the comments from Daryl Sutter and all the players after and their reaction to hearing the boo birds out. I guess, what, do you, what did you take from the post-game comments from all those involved as far as how they were feeling after the game and what's left to give for the rest of the season for this group? I don't think they had much to give on Saturday. Mm. And I think that was pretty evident. Um, and I would say in, in some regards, understandable. I know it's not everybody else. And in all sincerity, if I paid a lot of money to go watch that game, Oof. I would have been very unhappy. But, you know, the hardest thing about being a fan is you you really can't assess every single game and every single situation the same. And this team, guys, I'll put it as quick as I never do, but I'll try. Because my wife says, if you don't get better at it, you're going nowhere. And she's right. <laughs> Succinctly, there's nothing more difficult than investing a lot of effort. So they play a lot of games where they're a pretty good team. And this year, they have gotten very little out of that. And so the, so the more, you know, it's, it's, it, it's, like, it's like people, and I do it every year, go on a diet. If you're eating 4,000 calories a day and expect to lose weight, it's not going to work. But it sure is hard when you're in the middle of a diet and you have a great week and you're honest and you don't take any liberties and you jump on Johnny scale and there's nothing good coming back. Calgary Flames have had a lot of that this year. Is it, as, is it as easy as saying that so many guys had career years last year and now so many just aren't even playing up to their potential? It's a big part of it, George. And in many ways, and I'm not sure the messaging always gets through, but I've learned a lot of sports lessons in a life that's been filled with them and about them. And I think the other part is 
one season, George, rarely, as you know, ever leads to the next. Mm-hmm. They are all different. And there's a reason, you know, Ray Ferraro said to me many years ago when we were working hockey games together um, in the mid-2000s, and he said, Peter, there's a reason they call them career years. They happen once. I just think it's really difficult to go from a year where 14 or 15 guys had them. Chances are that wasn't happening again because I, what I believe in is kind of the average and the body of your work. Mm-hmm. So, so we probably shouldn't be completely beyond disappointed when it, if you're going to be so excited when 14 or 15 guys have career years, you probably should put more weight into the average than into those and into the worst at the other end of the scale. What would be more disappointing or what is more disappointing if this team misses the playoffs or how they exited last season against the Oilers? Because this year feels like a huge missed opportunity with how open the conference feels like. I think the moral of the story, George is just because you have good regular seasons. I think you need to have a number of them before anyone should really feel like you're a true contender. And yes, on the surface, it's open and that's not untrue, but is it? Mm. I believe it or not. I still think the West runs through Colorado. Yeah, I really do. If they can get fully healthy. And I, and I also think, you know, there's something to be said about Vegas because most of the time, you have to understand about what it takes in order to get off the roller coaster and becoming elite isn't about getting hot and hoping it works at the most important time. Mm -hmm. Learning to be a champion is learning in your habits and, and regular season success that happens on a regular basis. Because I think most of the time you need to build that before you can really have playoff success. Yes, and here's an example, George. The St. Louis Blues were the last team in the league January 3rd in the year they won the Stanley Cup. Mm-hmm. But were the St. Louis Blues not a team for many years that people always talked about as a contender? Yeah. That mattered. And in the end, that helped. The trade deadline came and went for the Calgary Flames. They make the move with Stetcher coming in. Uh, the Richie brothers swap. Connor Mackey goes down to Arizona as well. But I think a lot of the discussion is what was about what maybe didn't happen over the deadline. And I think, for me, the Flames maybe decided, hey, there's some guys here with a year left. We could possibly look at trading. But at that point... Everybody who was buying had probably already gone out and and added something significant. And on top of that, might have been a little bit of a snap decision too. What did you make of the Flames not moving out anybody that maybe had one more year of term uh, at this past deadline? Well, 
Maddie, first of all, I don't know what the prices were exactly. Mm. And my intel and a couple of people that I chatted with said that other teams were not even close in terms of giving back what they thought made sense. Yeah. And for this whole year and this whole conversation, I don't think you ever make great decisions based on the most disappointing, frustrating, and emotional times. And way to go, dummy. That comes from the most emotional person you'll ever meet. <laughs> it, doesn't, it, it does not work. So I, I, and not just because he did it this way or not because the Flames operated in this manner, I'm not that guy, but I do believe that there are times where you need to press pause. And at the end of this season, then you really need to dig in and ask all the hard questions about why this didn't work. Because it has not worked. There is a disconnect. There is plenty of players who aren't even playing close to how they even do on a regular basis, let alone career years. How come? Peter Labardius, Sportsnet 960, the fan, a Flames color analyst, joining us here on the big show, Russick and Rose, Sportsnet 960, the fan on the Atlas Pizza and Sports Bar guest hotline. Uh, Want to get a little hot takey with you here, Lou? Who's more likely okay. to be the general manager next season, Daryl Sutter or Brad Tree Living? Neither. Ooh. Okay. Neither. Mm. Outside of the organization um, hire? I desperately hope that it is Brad. And yes, it is because I believe in who he is. And, and I truly think that in his case, there's no one more invested in this team and there's, and there's no one who looks for those answers and cares about people more than he does. And I think there's great value in that. So, and I also think that Daryl Sutter is a brilliant hockey mind and understands the game at a level that most people don't. So is there some disconnect there? I'm going to guess there is. And that's okay. That's okay. But I, I truly think going forward, it's, it's, it's really about assessing what I just referred to. Can ownership, management, coaching staff get together and take responsibility for what didn't happen this year and how to do it different so it's better next year? Because like Brad, I believe this is a good team. I really do. Hmm. And I have not, prior to this year, 
felt like they had the parts to be successful or more successful, I should say, in the spring. Now we continue to wait and, and see, I guess, what happens next with the group. You got the Wranglers down there continuing to, to play and to win some games as well. And, and going to be fascinating to watch Peltier and Dewar both eligible to go down to the AHL. Like, my question, I guess, is what happens next over these 19 games? Obviously, you want to make the push for the playoffs. But if there's guys that aren't playing up to snuff, this team has two recalls from the AHL. Like, we saw John Cooper sit down Kucherov, Stamkos, and Point for a whole period. I just wonder what the next step is for the Flames here for these next 19 games of the season. Maddie, I just want to go back and correct something so people don't take it the wrong way. Mm-hmm. When, when I said neither, I answered the question incorrectly. And I'm sorry for doing that. I actually think there's a way better chance. And if it's done right with great honesty, that I see a path for both of them to be back Mm -hmm. Mm. in their respective roles. That's the truth. One of them is signed and one of them is not. Yeah. Yes. Correct. Uh, I guess just a thought on what you we could... what the, you know what the you know what the other part is too. Mm-hmm. It's probably George and Maddie most important. I think we all always assume in sports situations that when people are unsigned, that that means the team doesn't want them going forward. Do we ever stop to consider that maybe the people involved? Maybe they've reached the end of the line. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I honestly think, like, if Brad True Living decided to leave the organization, if he wanted to be employed, I don't think it would take long for him to get a job somewhere else in the National Hockey League. Well, I, would, I, I wouldn't say this in this day and age, considering who I am <laughs> and how I operate that working for certain hockey people would fit, I would work for Brad Treleving in 10 minutes, mm. maybe five. So that'll, that'll tell you what I think about him as much as a human and the investment that he makes in others yep. as anything else. My my limited uh, interactions with him have been extremely positive. Super nice man. Uh, super smart. Super intelligent. Um, Unbelievable. Unbelievably yeah. smart. Yeah. Yep. Um, before we go, Lou, um, it's a new segment we've been putting together. We had one last week. Oh, uh, GVP, do we have the life lessons with Lou drop ready? He's a resident Flames expert. But right now it's time for life lessons with Lou on the big show. I like how snappy that intro is, Lou. It's got a little zip to it. Yeah, it's very snappy. A little, you know, you know a little what punch. I, because you, because you got, I, I like it a lot too. Um, mostly, I like you guys, so mm, that's good. Thank oh, you. Geez. And I like coming on the, and I like coming on the program. Um, so I did think today that maybe they're on my way into the show or way out. There might be a little kiss because you guys were giving away. Some yes. Tickets. Yeah. yeah. 
you know, I thought you might drop a little I was made for loving you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. <laughs> Are you going to go to the show? Uh, I, I, I don't know what day it is. I don't know where I will be on the day that they're here. So yeah. I do f- know that my dear friend Kelly Rempel and I, mostly because concerts I go to are to thoroughly enjoy him mm. as much as the music. The Silver Fox. The Silver Fox, yes. Um, so I have been to three KISS concerts. Oh, wow. Mm. Could Full you, March? Okay. Hey, Lou, um, sorry, Lou, I just wanted to ask you one question. Could you imagine going to a funeral where the person's being buried in a KISS coffin? No. Okay. Anyway, sorry, go ahead. Life lessons. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because you can okay. buy a KISS coffin. Life anyway, lessons. go ahead. All right. Okay, here we go. Yeah. Here, here we go. And it's really hard to do. Because people including myself, we don't always like the truth. Okay. Yeah. Okay. But surround yourself with people who care enough to tell you the truth Mm. rather than what you want to hear. That is fantastic advice. I love the magic. Yep. (laughs) That, that's fantastic advice. I uh, sometimes that gets me in trouble, Lou, because I share the truth too much. Or oh, not me. Yeah, not me. <laughs> I like the truth. I like when you have to be honest with people and tell them the truth. It's not being a dick. No, it's just be- being, you know, telling the truth. It's all right. Sometimes I, you're right. People don't like the truth, but sometimes you got to hear it. And you know who most of the time we should have the truth conversation with first? Mm. Mm-hmm. Ourselves. Yeah. Vibing. Me and Lou were just Yeah, vibing. that was very telekinetic right there. I liked it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lou, you're the best. Uh, we love having you on. Uh, I, I guess enjoy the game tonight. Wait, Maybe I, it's a win. I, I wanted to I ask him this question. You told me it was dumb. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I know which hockey game you watched on the weekend was the worst. What was the best hockey game you watched over the weekend? Because it's AAA U18 playoffs and the Dinos had a banger. Congratulations to Mark Howell and the Calgary Dinosaurs and all that were in attendance last night at Father David Bauer. It's hockey's best kept secret. You sports hockey in our country. And it was a marvelous Game three, two of the three games went to overtime. Last night, Calgary scores two in the third to win in front of more than a 1,000 at Father David Bauer, where far too many nights for my liking is family and friends as the Dinos, (laughs) as the Dinos, win their first Canada West title since 1996. It was a beautiful thing, and it made mm-hmm. my heart feel good. All of it. All of it. 1996, the year the uh, Beatles invaded North America, according oh, okay. to Alex Brody. There we go. No, I'm just kidding. How about our boy Riley Pollock on the call? You hear that final call? I didn't. Oh, I'll make sure I'll send it to you. It's a doozy. Can you can you please do that? I'm so happy for him. He crushed it. And he is 
he was very yeah. much enjoying it yesterday. I shot him a text. He said he was shaking. He was so happy. Uh, he's 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 an absolute beauty of a person, and and he's one of the young people I've met in my life in the last ten years. He loves it. Yes, he, it's 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 not about the show. It's not about clicks. It's not about him. He loves sports. And if oh, you God bless Riley Pollock. <laughs> Bye, guys. Bye, Lou. See you, Lou. There he is. Peter Labardis on the Atlas Pizza and Sports Bar guest hotline. Brought to you by Atlas Pizza and Sports Bar. Using the same secret recipe since 1975. Down in at 6060 Memorial Drive Northeast. Takeout or delivery at 403-248-3344. All right. Uh, that's it for us. We learned a lot today. Heaps. Uh, we learned. Surround um, yourself with people that you trust. Yeah. The truth tell is you the always truth. good. I gave more effort in blank. Uh, congratulations to Eric. A lot and, of effort out there. Yeah, and his ex. That was that was that was, that was a tough one for Eric. Um also um tomorrow we're gonna break down this Flames Stars game. Mm-hmm. And what is a must win? Yeah. Hopefully there'll be some positivity tomorrow after a big win in Dallas. Yeah, maybe keeping we'll, the faint playoff hopes alive. Maybe we'll get a new disco inferno in here, although it's been quite some time. I don't even remember the lyrics at this point. Yeah, uh, maybe, maybe we'll, maybe we'll hear it because let me just leave you with with the the Lou thing. Mm-hmm. Um, hope is a good thing, maybe the best of things from the Shawshank Redemption, and <laughs> which I'm sure Alex and uh, GVP have never seen. Okay, and okay. <laughs> yeah, Andy Dufresne. Andy Dufresne. <laughs> yeah, hope is a good thing. Probably the best of things. All right, uh, Alex and GVP are going to go home and listen to some Beatles music and find out who Paul McCartney is. Uh, and, don't uh, get mixed up with Queen. Hey, did you see Derek Carr sign with the Saints? Oh, wait, is the inside track in the Saints? Did he sign with the no, Saints? No, he signed. Four-year deal. Rapsy. Really? Big QB number coming. They'll make it work with the cap situation. Oh, I don't like that signing. Four-year deal for the New Orleans Saints. I Derek liked, Carr. Ooh, that opens up the New York Jets and Aaron Rodgers. Now Ooh, we got perfect some tea. siren outside. All right, we got to go. Whoop. Time That's to go. That's it for us. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Bye. Bye bye.